the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Monday, August the 31st, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1881, the first U.S. tennis championships were held in Newport, Rhode Island. It was for men only in those days. Today in 1802, Captain Meriwether Lewis left Pittsburgh to hook up with Captain William Clark, began their trek out to the northwest. That would change our part of the country forever. Today, in 1935, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed an act prohibiting the export of U.S. arms to belligerents. Now, that's the word in the act, belligerents. Today, in 1961, concrete wall replaced the barbed wire between East and West Berlin. It became known as Yes, the Berlin Wall. Today in 1990, Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. became the first father-son to play on the same team at the same time. Many of you know, most of us know, it was the Seattle Seahawks, or Seattle, Seattle Mariners. Today in 1994, Russia officially ended its military presence in the former East Germany, the Baltics, after a half century. Five years ago today, President Barack Obama, opening a three-day visit to Alaska, he painted a doomsday scenario. He always did. He usually waited till he was out of the country, but not always. Sometimes he painted those pictures while he was here on American soil. In this case, it was Alaska. He painted this picture that would just frighten anybody, from children to adults. He said, the I'm looking at some of his comments here. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but just to mention. But the scenario that he painted was the Arctic and beyond, if climate change wasn't dealt with quickly, would be submerged. Entire nations would be submerged underwater. Cities would be abandoned. Refugees would be fleeing in droves. These are his words. And conflict will break out across the globe. Life as we know it will be over. The end of the world will have come if we don't, if we don't embrace things like what we now know as the New Green Deal. That was in the oven baking at the time. The left always thrives on chaos and confusion. For months, the Democrats have been condoning violence, mostly by denying its existence. While rioters have terrorized cities, killing people, beating bystanders, assaulting cops, burning buildings, looting businesses, tearing down statues, and vandalizing personal property, they marched against that couple in St. Louis who came out of their home. I mean, it's a very expensive home. Obviously, there's class envy there. You know, I can't think of their names at the moment, but they came out with guns. And all the rioters out there that had been breaking the city and burning the city and and were threatening to do so to their home, none of them were ever charged. But these people, (laughs) 
have now been charged. They spoke at the Republican convention last week. But these people have been in denial, the left. But on Sunday, yesterday, Democratic candidate Joe Biden and Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, they were forced to acknowledge the violence, and they finally condemned it. Wheeler's been trying to associate with them for, for weeks, months, trying to be tell them that he, I'm one of, one of you, much like Jenny Durkin has been doing. Summer of love, peaceful protest, on and on and on they've gone. Finally, they're facing reality. I want to talk to you a little bit today about why they're facing reality. Unfortunately, it doesn't have really directly much to do with the sadness and the loss and all that's going on in our in our America so much as it does their political fortunes. That's sad, but it's true. Let me talk to you for a moment about that. Over the weekend, we had <laughs> we had more of the same, but it got worse. Initial initial news reports suggested that a shooter, finally, was a supporter of Trump who killed a black man who was involved in Black Lives Matter. As the images, as the images on what I was watching cut from place to place, I saw it happen. I'll come back to that in a moment. Last Friday on the 28th, just this past Friday, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler sent a letter in response to President Trump's offer with, to help with the federal troops to support local police in Portland, Oregon. That has now become ground zero. Mayor Wheeler immediately wrote back to the president. He said, in part in his letter, on behalf of the city of Portland, no thanks. There were a lot of words that followed in the letter. I have a copy of it. In fact, I included it in an article that I wrote today at faithandfreedom.us. I would encourage you to read it, read the sources that I referred to. But after a lot of words of describing how well things were going in his city, Wheeler concluded his letter with this, quote, stay away, please, to the President of the United States offering to help. Saturday night, thousands descended on downtown Portland as they have for nearly 90 consecutive nights. They were looting, burning buildings, breaking, taunting. We know the, the drill. It's happening all over the country. Saturday night, a man was shot dead in the street. And I watched it happen. No, I wasn't there. I don't go to those things anywhere. But the news media and the police spent yesterday and this morning reporting they're uncertain what happened. They're investigating that they won't be making a statement until they have more information. Well, I have a little information I can pass along to you. But the important thing is what we already know and what it means to all of us, whomever we are and wherever we are. Saturday evening, our son called my wife and I, and he said, told my wife, he said, I'm sending a link. Dad needs to take a look at this. He knows what we do on the ra this radio program, of course. I'm so happy all three. I'm just, I thank God regularly. I hope my kids aren't listening to this because I don't want them to think they can take advantage of me because I said nice things about them. But 
don't tell them if you know them. I said this, but you can tell them. I am so blessed, Marjorie and I are. Our kids have grown up. They, they serve the Lord with all their heart. They're married to spouses who serve the Lord with all their heart. They're all conservative. They're not messing around with this Christian left stuff. And now they're raising or have raised our oldest grandchildren are grown. Our middle one is 21. And the little ones are in process. And they have all grown up to be committed, I mean, very committed Christians and conservative. And I am so grateful and humble, but I am so grateful to God for this. So anyway, he calls and he said, man, dad needs to be watching this. So he sends this link to the, I, I don't know who they are, uh, but some network has been set up. I don't know whose side they're on. I think they're for Black Lives Matter. I don't know who they are. But anyway, they have these guys embedded in all these riots that are going on around the country. I mean, Washington, D.C., Pittsburgh, Kenosha, all over the place, Portland, etc. So he said, Dad needs to be watching this. So I we get it on the screen, and we're sitting there watching it. Well, <laughs> we were watching, when it first came on, we were watching Washington, D.C., and in Washington, D.C., these Black Lives Matter, Antifa, you know, whatever, they're harassing people while they're eating in restaurants. And they're out on the sidewalk there, you know, apparently a nice night in D.C. And, and they're out on the sidewalk, and, and they're kind of social distancing, but not a lot. There's a lot of people out there eating their, you know, their meal and so on. These guys are coming right up to them, these Black Lives Matter or whomever. And they're just threatening them and shouting in their face and all this stuff. And they're doing that not only in Washington, D.C., but those are the first images we started watching. While we were watching that, the whoever's running this thing that was live streaming on the Internet, they cut away to Portland. In Portland, we immediately saw the image of a, of a man firing a firearm out of a red car hand out the window, two shots fired, and a man fell to the ground in the middle of the street. The car fled away. Within minutes, people began gathering around this man, and um, they were obviously trying to administer some kind of first aid to them. But within just a few seconds, a half a minute maybe, the activity stopped. The young man was dead. Eyewitnesses said the shooter in the red car shot the victim in the chest and fled away. Well, they had these these GoPro cameras, you know, you can put on your bike helmet or whatever, and they were running, and you could see this stuff live. I mean, it was it was tough to watch. It, it's not something I would even recommend watching, but I did. You could clearly see the bullet wound in this dead man's chest. They had ripped his shirt off trying to resuscitate him, and he, he was dead. And there he you know, lay on the street on his back, dead. Initial news reports came out, and I watched this, and this is the point of telling you about this. Knowing what I had just seen on this live streaming thing, whoever it was, initial news reports began hitting the news within a, a few hours that the shooter was a Trump supporter and the victim was a Black Lives Matter peaceful protester, and the initial report was that he was a black man. Well, he's not only white, he's like super white. He looks like he's Scandinavian or something. But that line was soon abandoned because the pictures were starting to get out of this man 
laying dead in the street. So he wasn't black. He had on shorts and white legs were sticking out. I mean, then Antifa members began claiming and news started reporting, some news network, mainstream news started reporting. Antifa members began claiming that the man was killed, that was killed was one of theirs, and he was shot by a radical Trump supporter. That truth faded in a few hours. The man lying dead in the street was white. People at the scene said the shooter in the car was black. Finally, the New York Times did report to their credit, and I'm not a fan of the New York Times, that the victim was wearing a hat associated with Patriot Prayer. That's an organization based in Washington State who was active in the Portland thing over the weekend. They had organized a, a what they call a prayer rally, and there were hundreds and hundreds of cars dri- driving through downtown Portland with American U.S. flags in the back, and they're you know, expressing their support for President Trump. Well, this continues to be, this morning, as they say, a developing story. But the dead victim has been identified as Jay Bishop, but that's not his real name. He's known by, to many by, as Jay Bishop, but his real name is Aaron Danielson. And people just call him Jay. I don't know why he's known as Jay Bishop. I don't, I don't know what his background is. I don't know what his record is. I don't, I don't know anything about him. I'm just, what I know is what I'm telling you. So he's been called Jay Bishop. He is, his real name, his legal name is Aaron Danielson, but he's known as Jay. That's the guy that got killed in the street. There's Joey Gibson who runs this Washington State-based organization, uh, Patriot Prayer. He says he knows him well. He said he served God, and he made a bunch of statements about them. And like I said, I don't know them. I don't know anything about them. I know a lot about them, but I don't know them. But yesterday, um, Gibson told the press, he said, we love Jay, and he had such a huge heart. God bless him and the life he lived. This has continued to develop. The, the news media is being quiet about it. They're not wanting to let much out about it. It doesn't fit the narrative that they tried to create in the beginning. I think that's part of the issue. And I think the other part, in fairness, is they are trying to investigate and get to the bottom of it, finally, about something like this. But let me go back to the letter that Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler wrote to the president. In the letter, he said, and I, in my article today at faithandfreedom.us, there's a link to his letter if you, if you care about it. He said, we won't need your politics of division and demagoguery. Portland, Portlanders are on to you. And we know you've reached the conclusion that images of violence or vandalism are your only ticket to re-election. This is a letter from a mayor, far left Democrat mayor, to the President of the United States. If this is true, why would Trump be wanting to shut down the riots and restore law and order across the country? It isn't true. Trump doesn't see this as a ticket to anywhere. Wheeler says, and I quote him from his letter, there is no place for looting, arson, or vandalism in our city. His city has been on fire for 90 days. It's become the symbol, along with big 
Brother Seattle of lawlessness and rioting, looting, arson, vandalism, now murder. That's the hallmark for three months. Everybody's talking about it all over the world. But the mayor says in his letter to the president, tens of thousands of Portlanders have peacefully protested and marched for the noble cause of fixing our broken criminal justice system. They are part of the proud progressive tradition of fighting for justice from radical justice to economic justice to environmental <laughs> environmental justice. Boy, where do these people live? I mean, what is what's in their head? That's where progressivism, relativism, values that are based and built on the shifting sands of time and life, that's where it takes you. It is a form of insanity. He claims that Trump made the situation much worse when he sent federal troops into Portland last month to protect federal buildings, claiming that Trump is merely trying to stoke fear and distract us from the real work of our city. But wait a minute. Those are the exact words that Jenny Durkin said just a couple of weeks ago. She said, I'm quoting, President Trump is trying to stoke fears and distract us from the real work that lie ahead in Seattle. Amazing that they're on the same, they're so close intellectually, they're saying the same words. Portland mayor said as he concluded his letter, in Portland we are focused on coming together as a community to solve the serious challenges we face due to systemic racism global pandemic, and the economic recession. Stay away, please. Well, Black Lives Matter are de demanding that he resign, this guy, as a prerequisite to ending all of their peaceful protests. They said we will not <laughs> protest peacefully after he resigns. But he won't resign because he said, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. Perhaps the mayor himself is trying to distract from the real problem. As I said, this is an echo of Jenny Durkin in Seattle. It's an echo of others across the nation. They're all saying the same thing. They call themselves progressives. Every city that's experiencing writing is run by a far-left so-called progressive. A house built on shifting sands, the sands of relativism, progressive, so-called progressivism, always collapses. It always does. Over just this weekend, three suspects were surrounded by law enforcement Sunday, yesterday in Woodland Hills, California. Woodland Hills is right just over the hill from Los Angeles and Hollywood. It's right next to North Hollywood. I know it well. Nice place, kind of. These guys were having a, a rally on Ventura Boulevard in support of Trump yesterday. People attacked them. Gunshots. SWAT team from L.A., PD was there, all this stuff. By all accounts, even the other side, the left's account, these guys were peaceful. They were just walking down the street carrying Trump signs on Ventura Boulevard. Yes, that's a busy street, but that's what they were doing. Reports I read this morning said no one was wounded or killed, but there were gunshots being fired. Over, over the weekend actually through Saturday night in Chicago. Chicago. 
This Mayor Lori Lightfoot, she's a scary-looking person, way far left. ABC7 and NBC5 are both reporting this morning that at least 46 people were shot Friday into Sunday in Chicago. Five, five reported at least 46. NBC5 reported at least 46. Ten fatalities. And they're blaming, you guessed it, Donald Trump. Lori Lightfoot is standing there in her man suit saying that it's the president who is stoking these anger and fear and people are reacting because of President Trump. Joe Biden is headed to Pittsburgh today. He's mounting what his press people say a more aggressive offense against President Donald Trump. This will be a rare appearance because he rarely comes out of his basement. I mean, really, he he hardly ever does. He's just in waiting to be, you know, to win the presidency, to be crowned or whatever. But he's going to appear in Pittsburgh today around midday. So it'll be like now or within the next hour or so, I suppose. They say that he's going to give a speech that will be a monumental, one of his people says, and he will outline how Trump is contributing to the violence in the streets nationwide. He will reveal to the nation how Donald Trump must be removed from any position of leadership. Biden is so full of platitudes, but I've yet to see any policy or substance, and I'm not the only one. So-called progressivism doesn't work any better than socialism does. Jesus himself said, you build your house on the sand, and it will collapse. And it will, and it does, and it is. Because we have built our houses in these various communities, and there are those trying to build this nation and remove it from its foundation and set it on the shifting sands of progressivism the shifting sands of limited human wisdom, the shifting sands of evolving truth. We've got a couple of generations now that have been raised on evolving truth, relativism, so-called pragmatism. It's not pragmatism. It's beyond that. Joe Biden, Joe Biden is their symbol. He is their Trojan horse now that they're trying to carry across the finish line to get him elected as president of the United States and then set him in the Oval Office where he'll be happy. He will have fulfilled his lifelong dream. He, that's his words, not mine. He says 50 years ago he made the decision that his goal in life was to be president of the United States. I'm not criticizing that. I'm just simply telling you that's what he says now. That has been his lifelong dream, much like Hillary's. And once he can get into the Oval Office, I don't think he'll care that much about what Ocasio-Cortez does, Bernie Sanders, and all this whole bunch of people, with people like Barack Obama standing behind the curtain pulling their strings, pulling his strings. He'll sit happily ever after for his four years in office. And if you think it's bad now, you just wait. So these people start to enforce abortion on demand. They'll probably have drive-through abortion clinics. I don't know. When they start to enforce their new green deal, when they start to bring socialism in as the thing that, that, you know, the ultimate experience 
human experience. It's not going to be pretty. I think everyone knows that in their heart. Biden said yesterday, this is before he talks today in Pittsburgh, he said the deadly violence we saw overnight in Portland is unacceptable. Shooting in the streets of a great American city is unacceptable. I condemn this violence unequivocally, whether it's on the right or the left. Well, that's profound, Joe, except this has been going on for months. After nearly 90 days of burning in Portland, general lawlessness, why did he feel the need to break his silence on the matter and make a statement now? I'll tell you why. Because CNN started talking about this last week, and I heard several conversations on there about this. Last Tuesday night, it started with CNN's Don Lemon. He's one of their stars. He's a black guy there. He, he, he just spits vile. He hates Trump. They all do. But he started talking with Chris Como, who is also a, a celebrity on CNN, so-called. And he said to, to Chris, he said, the Democrats are ignoring the riots in some cities. And he said, I think this is representing a blind spot for our party. And he called on Joe Biden to address the problem because he said it's sticking in the polls and in focus groups. He said it's sticking. In other words, he means it's catching on. People are getting concerned about it, finally. And they're starting to look at, in reality, who's responsible for this. And they're not necessarily believing that Trump is the agitator, that Trump is the reason for it. And people are starting to change their opinions, even about Black Lives Matter, because it's not really about black lives. It's about rioting. So Lemon kept talking about that, and Como was chiming and said, yeah, yeah, that's a good, that, yeah, I hadn't looked at it that way, and blah, blah, blah. Progressively, over last week, CNN continued with that same mantra. MSNBC then picked it up, and then the mainstream media started to pick it up as well. And they were asking the question, will the American public label Biden and the Democrats with being the cause of what's happening in our cities and so on. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, after CNN specifically said, I would say to Joe Biden, he needs to come out and denounce this and so on. He never made a statement about it. But once CNN told him to do it, he started doing it and others are following. Unfortunately, that's the world we live in. But I want to tell you something. In conclusion today, and we'll continue this conversation tomorrow, God willing, God is in control. They're not. They have built their house on the sand, and they're trying to build America on the sand. But I will tell you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So don't worry about it. Just be informed.